It is the 200 level, episode 323. Mike Carpenter in the basement studio with Brian Hansen, and we are about to get underway in the second half of what was, uh, I don't know, I guess somewhat expected first half against a team like Rutgers. It took a lot of effort to get the 30 points that Illinois has, 34 for Rutgers, so you're within striking distance. But the idea, Brian, that this is going to be at all an easy second half, that kind of went out the window, and maybe we should, I, I never really anticipated that in the first place. No, neither did I. I mean, I knew it was going to be a tough game. I mean, Rutgers brings an intensity every single game. I mean, you notice the big difference when Amaru went out with two fouls um, and, and the Illini's effort. It just seemed like they were into the game a little bit more, but we're still, depending on this three-point shot, we took th- 13 threes in the first half. You only made one. Um, Not good. And the one guy who made it, of sincere, course, is, is the figure. last guy you expect, right? Uh, so, I, I mean, we've got a lot of work to do, I think, in the second half. All right, well, we're about to get underway, so if you're timing up with us, I will let you know the exact moment. Hopefully no technical issues like I had Tuesday night with our recording software, but at least the YouTube live feed will be staying consistent with what we see on our screen here. So we're probably 10 seconds behind our cable watchers, but we're about to get underway, and this is, I think, a really big second half for the rest of the season, Brian, and I'll I'll let you all know when we inbound it here. This is going to be McConnell inbounding to Mulcahy. Really good first half for McConnell who is like their Coleman Hawkins, and Coleman had a good first half as well. All right, about to get underway any second now, and oh <laughs> a little <my> delay. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime now, Courtney Green. Is that Scarato, Courtney Green, whichever. We're, go- we're underway, 20 minutes to go. So, Brian, in the first half, um, I was a little bit nervous with the first 12 minutes because there were a lot of hustle plays that Rutgers was getting that, and there you go, the little free throw sh- jumper. They're getting anything they want around the free throw line and shades of last week, not to the degree that Tony Perkins was hitting them, but I, I don't mind giving them that shot until they make every single one of them, right? Oh boy, turn over Col- here. Col- Coleman's out there favoring his shoulder too. It, so, ooh, A missed dunk by Rutgers, so a break for Illinois there. They're down 36 to 30. This is Dane. Trying to take it, he's almost gets there it. You go, Coleman. Coleman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Coleman's really been the bright spot. Him and Dane. Yeah, he's got something going on right now. It looks like he's got that left shoulder. It looks like it's bothering him right now. That's that's troubling. I mean, I, I spoke to Coleman on Tuesday's podcast, but this team is not one that could afford the loss of any starter, let alone Coleman. So it, it's one of those things where I think he's sort of indicative of the rest of this team. In that, you know, you you mentioned it. There's a well hook shot from Omarui that you mentioned before we even hit record that now we're just kind of questioning how good is this team and they aren't bad I think they're fine I'm just wondering I think they're I think they're really talented this is a really talented group of players I'm just not convinced that we're a good team right now uh you've got a you've just your best players are your transfers we talked about this beforehand too that it's really tough to to lean on every single year bringing in your a transfer that's going to have to be your best player. And in reality, you would think that your transfers would come and be your role players, uh, and you recruit your best players out of high school. But like, an, like an Alfonso Plummer, supplemental right. guys. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Grandison earlier too, and and those are guys that you help fill out your roster, not necessarily mm-hmm. the essential guys that they need to do this, that, or the other for you to be to reach your ceiling. Which I still think, oddly enough, you know, as we watch this game, it's back to a four point lead, thirty eight, thirty four. Coleman finds Dane. Dane with a nice move inside, but he gets blocked by Omarui. Hard word to say, but he's a great defender. But yeah, it's not a great team right now. And I would agree that the talent's there. It's just weird to be sitting here on February, what, 11th, Brian, and still kind of trying to find the hook into this team Mm -hmm. as a fan? No, I'm 100% in agreement with you. There's just something about this season that I'm just not as into these players as I usually would be at this time of the year. I, I don't know what it is. Well, right there, we just see a take from Rutgers. And I, Coleman, Terrence have shown a lot of frustration today. I'm not a big fan of that, as Underwood calls a quick timeout, because now he's frustrated. I think the weird thing to me, Brian, is that certainly you have filled out this roster with three impact transfers, two of which are fifth-year seniors that you thought would really maximize what you could do this year. And it's really the mental approach of this team that bothers me more than anything else. You could go back to the three losses by 15-plus points in December mm-hmm. and early January. That that was frustrating. But it just seems like mentally there's not any sort of consistent toughness. And those sound like buzzwords, but that to me, this team is not as young as its roster may indicate. Well, who's your leader on this team? And I, th- I don't know still. And I, and I think that's really the issue. You know, you talk about this mentally. 
Um, you know, that's got to come from somewhere, and, and the leadership has to come from on the court somewhere. We don't have Trent Frazier anymore. Um, you don't have Demonte Williams. Terrence Shannon doesn't seem to be as vocal of a leader as we had all hoped that he would be. Matthew Meyer kind of, you know, kind of does his own thing. Um, (laughs) You know, you would think that coming into this year that it was going to be a guy like Coleman, and it just doesn't seem like that's the case. I think he's trying to be. He's more demonstrative on the court, but the the problem is a lot of times the demonstrative stuff that this team has – has to do with the foul call that they didn't get. And at the end of the day, you're seeing what teams are doing against this Illinois team. They know that we can't shoot the three wall, so they're letting us take that. And then we end up forcing takes to the rim. Now, I would prefer the latter. I'm okay with the occasional charge or even the occasional Terrence Shannon just losing it out of bounds as long as they're trying that. Um, but you don't really see anything in between for the Illinois team. And I, I love seeing shot charts that are either three-pointers or shots at the rim. I think ultimately those are the teams that make the deep runs in the tournament. Sure. But right now we aren't doing either particularly well. And <laughs> well, depend, let me let me rephrase. Some individuals, Dane is great around the rim. Mm-hmm. Terrence has kind of lost it. Epps, really good around the rim somehow, some way. Uh, Coleman, when he gets down there. Mm-hmm. But you just don't have that consistent... You know, I expected this team to transition into a... a fully downhill, you know, put your head down, just bull rush the rim. Because mm-hmm. the three-point shooting, it ain't happening. No, th- this is not a good three-point shooting team. I mean, you know, it was good to see Luke Goody come in in the first half and provide five minutes. And hopefully, you know, you get a game or two under his belt and maybe he can he can knock down a couple of shots. Uh, but 0 for 6 from 3 in the first half is not going to get it done. All right, or, so excuse, sh- excuse me, one for 13. They ended up one for 13. They started 0 yeah, for 6. Yeah. Well, ended and, one for 13. Heck, I wonder if it was 0 for 8, or maybe they were 1 mm-hmm. for 8 after Sincere made it. But regardless, not good. Mm-hmm. And that was not a thing that I think would be an issue with this team. I thought they'd be streaky from 3. But they aren't even that. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're just bad. So Coleman with 9 points, 4 or 5 shooting, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. That's a, a box score you typically see at the end of the game for Coleman. So that's promising. And sure. Doesn't look like any shoulder issues are keeping him off the court. After that timeout from Underwood, a quick trigger there. Same lineup, 17.30 to go. Only a six-point lead for Rutgers, so all things considered, you're right there. Rutgers 3 for 6 from 3, Illinois 1 for 12. God, it's just Matthew Meyer. I think he's 0 for 4. I was going to say, I thought Matthew Meyer was held scoreless at the end of that first half. He was 0 for 5 from 3. And speak of the devil, there's Terrence Shannon Jr. making a 3. All right, so 40 to 37. And it's weird, Brian, because like I, I don't want to fall into the trap of saying don't shoot threes. If there are threes that are open and in rhythm, I'm okay with it. And honestly, most of those 13 in the first half felt like those were the right shots for those guys at the time. They just aren't making them. And at a certain point, I throw my hands up in the air and say, well, just make a damn three. Sure. No, I <laughs> feel the same way. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with Matthew Meyer taking threes. He's yep. he's earned that right, I think, this year. And Jaden Epps, you know, I feel pretty good when he's he's a catch-and-shooter. But uh, Terrence Shannon... He forced, forced a couple. Th- yeah, that's right. So we're back to a five-point lead for Rutgers. And I, I mentioned this to you before we hit record that... To me, the concern wasn't, oh, we only scored 30 points. This is Rutgers we're playing against. These are knockdown, drag them out games. Isn't Coleman with another nice take in the lane? He's having a good game. He's having a really good game. It's the 42 points the Rutgers has and the relative ease with which they're getting whatever mm-hmm. they want. They, they hit three threes, like I mentioned, but that's not going to kill you. Three for six, you can live with that. But it's really anything around the rim and especially around the free throw line. And eventually, Illinois has to... Makes it. I mean, I, I guess they're just banking on the fact that Rutgers is going to start missing those twelve to fifteen footers because they haven't really changed their defensive approach on it. And it doesn't seem like it. A three from Rutgers—that's a big miss. And Illinois is going to get the ball after it's out of bounds on Rutgers. So we're going to get our first media timeout with fifteen fifty to go, and it's down to a three-point lead. And if we want to play the—I used to do the simple arithmetic with Trevor and Isaac Brian. It's like when you're trailing. Each and every media timeout, it's like, okay, what's the goal for the next media timeout? Well, it's a three-point game, and you somehow, despite a rocky first two minutes, you cut into that four-point lead by one. I sit here, and I think they're going to win this game. You know, I, I still feel good about the game and about their chances. I, if we can just consistently get this effort out of Coleman Hawkins every game, where he's aggressive and he's taking the ball to the rim, I really, really feel good about this team's chances to finish off the season. And you know, most importantly, I don't know if he's turned the ball over once. I don't know that stat either. Maybe in the first couple minutes, I, to be honest, I was making some eggs for lunch and I missed about two <laughs> minutes. That might have been the only time though because the rest of the first half he was playing within himself and and I think he hit on it. We don't need 
his box score to look like this with 16 minutes to go in every game going forward. We don't need that. In fact, his box score at the end of games could look like what it is right now, which is 11 and 5 and 3. It's unfortunately that even sometimes when you get that, like the Iowa box score, I think he had nine points, nine rebounds. So you're thinking that's not bad, but it was the four turnovers that really hurt you at just inopportune times. And God, I feel like, you know, I was reflecting on last week's podcast, Brian, and I, I, I don't want to gang up on one guy. But I think he unfortunately gets the brunt of my ire because he's the returning, quote unquote, leader, star, whatever mm-hmm, we thought mm-hmm. he was going to turn into. And you just wanted, if not an exponential improvement, you wanted a significant jump. And, and to this point in the season, I don't know if we've gotten that. I don't think we have. No, I, I don't think we have either. And and are we going to see Coleman Hawkins in an Illini uniform next year? I mean, I think that that's kind of yet to be determined, but I mean... I would say it's it's under fifty percent of chance that that's going to happen. The way that everybody that's covering the team talks about it seems to say this is his last year. But right now he's not an NBA first rounder for sure, and maybe a flyer in the second round based on his measurables. I I, I kind of get that, but then I watch the games and I don't because mm-hmm. you got to be able to shoot the three, and he's not been able to do that consistently. He can certainly play defense, and he's six foot ten and all that. But but to me, yeah, it does seem like a weird spot that we're assuming he won't be back. And God, I go back and forth with it because I know that he brings things to the table. It's just that all too often he takes them right off the table with a bad decision or an errant pass. That's right. And so so let's theoretically say that Coleman Hawkins is back next year. Yeah. You know, I think then you're looking at a lineup of Epps, a transfer shooter, Rogers, Hawkins, Danger. And I feel pretty good about a team like I, that. I feel good about that because I think there'd be an identity. I, I, maybe there is something to be said that Coleman and his sort of stagnation, uh, I mean, he's he's accountable for that, no doubt. But I do think that also this year you bring in two guys that are scores in Meyer and Terrence, and they want theirs. And Coleman has ad- adopted this, I'm the point forward kind of facilitator thing, which he's went away from a little bit. We don't run the offense too much through him anymore. Which, but he still has this tendency to be pass first, I think, too much. Which maybe we should run the offense through him a little bit more. And, and I agree. I think this, that we started off the season with him being a little bit more dependent on offensively. But gosh, when he plays aggressive like he's doing today, um, we're just a different team. I, I really think he's capable of so much more offensively. And look at that. Unbelievable. So Fresh hap- mistake there. Yeah, Jaden didn't come for the, the pass and uh, Rutgers hits a three. That right there is an absolute killer. So it's back to a six-point lead. And Hawkins looked it up. It's like, come on. Now... Yeah, I, I don't know. What can you say about that? I mean, Just like that. Uh, you can't afford things like that against a team like Rutgers that is not going to let you get 70 easily on them. And you're, you're on pace where you're going to have to get 70 somehow, some and, way. And another, another mistake. Mi- another mistake. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was a pass from Sincere in the first half, a bounce pass right in between Coleman's legs that, okay, freshman mistakes, uh, fine. But at the same time, at this point in the season, they can't happen because they really aren't. Come on, get this alley-oop. Nice. Was that Terrence to Coleman? Mm-hmm. All right, so 45 to 41, and a much-needed easy basket there. But at this point in the season, uh, the, the freshman excuse, except for Ty Rogers, who is just now getting more and more significant time, I'm not, see- I'm not feeling that as much for Jaden when it's, I think, mental lapses like that. And a foul on Illinois, shooting foul. Oh, boy. Hey, real quick, I'm going to hit some of the sponsors. I'm going to do them one by one as we go through this. I didn't do that at the timeout. But first, DPDO online at dpdo.com. For all the best deals and prices, dpdo.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. So go online to dpdo.com. All right, 15.04 left in this second half. I'll hit up the other sponsors as we go throughout. Cable McConnell, who's had a really good game for Rutgers so far, is at the line here, but not a great free throw shooter. Let's see if the chicken nuggies come into play here. The first one is up, and it's good. Matthew Meyer still scoreless? Still scoreless, yeah. Now, we've caught up on the rebounds. Uh, that was really a concern ending that first half, how, how behind we were on the glass. But it uh, looks like they've, they've caught up. Ryan says in the chat feed, the Bardo just said that play is going to seal this game. I mean, it's a little early for that, but I, I don't want to look back, Ryan, if it's a two- or three-point loss and, and pick one specific play, but that is absolutely a killer. I mean, going into that timeout, I thought, hey, you know, you got it down to three. We're just kind of inching our and, way there. And, and another, another turnover. turnover. And this is going to be an easy two for Rutgers here, it looks like. Thankfully, <laughs> Terrence gets the block, but it's back to Rutgers. 
I mean, one of those games where it's just not it's not bouncing your way, but oftentimes you're kind of just giving them the ball too. Yeah, th- this is really the story of the game, and and I think more than anything, it's just effort. I mean, consistently, th- we talk about identity. Uh, Rutgers, this is their identity. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what what's your identity? I mean, I know that we're a good defensive team. You know, we're, uh, sometimes we're, I'm I'm questioning that in the last. I thought the Iowa defensive effort was better than this one because. Iowa at home, they're going to get theirs. And Tony Perkins, by the way, Tony Perkins, I think mid-range was three for eight. <laughs> against <laughs> Purdue. Go figure. Coleman with the three, and he makes it. And Unbelievable. Coleman is having one of those those heaters. Maybe first three of the game, but he's having a, his best game since Wisconsin at home offensively. So it's back to a three-point lead. I, I still think we're going to win this for some reason, Brian. I don't know why. I don't know why. It, it's just really hard to accept that Rutgers is this good. And and the, the, I'll get the turnover. There we go, sincere. Okay, so Coleman and sincere, and that's Omaruri, and they they're going to get that's a foul on him. That's, that's number three. Yeah, that's number three. Pykel's going to have to make a decision here. I mean, we got thirteen fifty five to go. I think you take him out at least until under ten, so we can play the rest of the way. But monster three from Coleman. I keep waiting for there to be the game that like flips that switch for him consistently. I'm not going to fall into that trap again. But today they need him, and he's providing. So when are we going to start talking about bring up the RJ? Uh, yeah, he has not played yet. We had Alani Brickroll mention that, and Luke Goody's the first off the bench. Uh, you know, I I don't know what the RJ thing is going forward. I, I just sit here and think it'd be surprising if he's on the team next year. He still has his orange warm up on, so I don't know if he's even really considered part of the rotation in today's game. I mean, Brandon Lieb by comparison has his warm up off. Uh, that was a heat check three by Coleman, which hits the front end of the rim. And this is going to be a three-point attempt from that transfer for Rutgers, who misses it, fortunately. So Illinois with a chance to tie it or bring within one. Coleman quickly bringing it across the court. 13.20 to go. Sincere, top of the perimeter. He's going right. Looking for Coleman. He does find Coleman in the lane. And Sincere, just Johnny on the spot, which is what he does. You know, quite offensively, but that's not what you asked from him, Brian. But he does seem to have a knack. He had a three-pointer in the first half that you badly needed, and he gets that one there. He's got five points, so he's got five more than Matthew Meyer, go figure. You know, when we, effort. I mean, you're never going to complain about effort with Sincere never. Harris. And, you know, if he can just wow. start making these buckets consistently, I mean, he really can be a really great role player for your team. My wow was Ty Rogers' wow. Seals his guy on defense, and it just sails out of bounds for Rutgers. So we're going to see, I think, a quick timeout for Rutgers with 12.53 to go. Now it's a one-point lead, and this is a mere three minutes away from when they stole the inbounds, hit the three to go up six. So a good response from Illinois. Omari out of the game. I mean, it seemed to be the same effect in the first half. Once he went to the bench with two fouls, Illinois was a different team. Are we playing small right now? Because if Ty's out there and he's bodying up their five, I think Dane's off, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Coleman. I, you're kind of adjusting your lineup to what they have, and maybe Underwood wants to play small. But right now, I get Dane in there to sneak some easy twos. That's a great matchup. Ty Rogers and Mulcahy. Okay, so yeah, Ty just, I, I think he switched on to number 21, didn't mm-hmm, he? He did. Yeah, and then he just kind of sealed them out. So we're really, just one of those plays that cliches of sounds do not show up in the stat sheet that you just love to see from a freshman that's basketball IQ stuff right there and why I was so high on him coming in because I knew he wasn't going to be some 12 and 8 guy freshman year but I thought that he would look the part and he's starting to so we have 12.53 to go and it is a one point Rutgers lead they're going to go with a press here or at least just show a press this is going to be Terrence and yeah they're kind of keeping a press here almost trapping somehow he threads the needle a sincere dangerous pass very but we will set up the offense with 20. So this is Jaden Epps at the top of the perimeter. Well, far beyond the top of the perimeter, getting a pick left from Ty. He's looking for Ty on the right. Can Ty shoot a three? Someday I hope he can make one there. Terrence Shannon Jr. three is up. Oh, no good, good but Coleman good gets the board. He's having a monster game. He's going to finish this here. Look at that. He is on some kind of heater, Brian. I, w- I will happily eat crow if Coleman can go off the rest of the season. I love it. Year. You know, this is what I expected out of him on a consistent basis. I, I really did. I He's capable of it. You know he's capable of it. When he when he passes up those easy shots, like against Iowa, there was two or three two or three open looks that he had, and he, he passed it up. Three from Rutgers. I'll give that here we guy go. that All right, shot. Here, here's the turnaround we needed. This, this crowd looks like it's going nuts right now. Sincere wants the three. Nope, he gives it to Terrence. Coleman, 
Does he want the three? Oh, oh out of bounds. This should. Oh, oh no, no, that no, 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 no. And yeah, Illinois doesn't like that, that, that call. That, that's a terrible call. That was so obviously out on Rutgers. Well, especially the way it caromed off. You would think, how is that going to hit an Illini guy in the hands? Regardless, Illinois takes the lead on the back of Coleman Hawkins and some energy from the freshman. And we have 11.52 to go. You know, but that's kind of a momentum killer, too. It's Yeah, I know. Yeah, when you could step on. Now you got a media timeout. The crowd, all that energy kind of bubbles mm-hmm. down a little bit. And then if Rutgers comes back and scores in their next possession. I mean, this is going to be back and forth the rest of the way. Though that Vegas spread of minus five, the weird reason why I don't touch college basketball is just the way free throws are late in the game. You, you can't. It could be a possession-by-possession game, and Illinois wins by six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, who knows what's going to happen here to finish this off. I just want to con- continue to see this consistent effort by Coleman Hawkins. Uh, he's really having a great game. All right, uh, uh, so a couple other sponsors here. Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Winter is in full swing. I know it doesn't feel like it, uh, but we still got another month or so, and you can actually get a $500 Visa gift card or a free water heater when you buy a Lennox Home Comfort System. That's not a bad deal at all. So if you need to upgrade your HVAC equipment, Dogtown Heating there can do that and also hook you up with a nice little thing on the side. Again, a free water heater or $500 Visa gift card when you buy a Lennox Home Comfort System with Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Give them a call at 217-841-4728. That's Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend. And also Brian Hansen, State Farm Major Brian Hansen, who is here third week in a row. We appreciate it, Brian. Happy to be here. And uh, you can follow him. Well, let me rephrase. You can go online to brianismyguy.com. Easy domain name to remember. And Karen and I have been working with him for a couple years. Life, auto, home, business renters, you name it. Brian is our guy, and he can be your guy as well at brianismyguy.com. All right. Kind of got to win this game, right? You got you got to win your home games from here on out. I mean, you, you just have to. If you if you want to if you want to finish the season top four in the league, uh, you, you got to win your home games. Uh, and, and, you know, you should beat a team like Rutgers. I, I know that Rutgers is ranked right now and Illinois is not, but you, you're more talented than Rutgers. Now, wh- whether or not the, you're a better team, I, I don't know. I mean, that's yet to be seen, but you're more talented team than Rutgers. I would agree with that. I think it speaks to Peichel, and you mentioned the identity that he's built there, mm-hmm. and we're kind of waiting for this team to develop an identity. But there's, I mean, worst case scenario, we got five weeks left in the season. Worst case. And that's a little frightening because until this team clicks, which could happen at any time, it, it really could. Uh, I, I, I'm worried that we're going to get to the end of this season, and I'm just going to be sitting here saying, "Well, what was that?" Right. I mean, you really have got a seven-man rotation right now. I, I, you know, you just really pray that nobody else gets hurt or uh, gets taken off this team. But I, I'm a little concerned about depth moving forward. I mean, if it's good to have Goody back, but if RJ's not going to be part of the rotation from here on out, it's um, it's hard to say what's going to happen. Has not seen the court yet. 48 to 47. I don't know if there was any injury concern or not. That was a terrible call from a ref that was right under the basket. And listen, I know it's not an easy gig. And I've actually liked the way this game has been officiated because it's been pretty loose in terms of foul calls. But those are just blatant. And yeah, I, it's too bad you can't review that right now. During a timeout. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Funny thing is, though, when it gets to review, they find a way to screw that up, too. But college football is, you know, we won eight games last year, and thank God we did, because those can be four-hour slugfest when you get replay involved. All right, we're back now, and if you're timing up, we are 11.52, about to get underway, Rutgers ball. And I'd say this is a big stretch here, but the entire last 11.52 is a big stretch. I mean, this is just going to be a game where Rutgers is not going to go away, and it really... I think we'll speak a lot to this team, Brian, if we can somehow close this game out. And and bonus points if they do so efficiently is Rutgers misses that shot from the free throw line and it will be out of bounds Illinois ball. This 21 not doing much for them right now. No, uh-uh. He's just kind of throwing it up there and his name escapes me. I don't know. And then this, this other white guy up here who's guarding Terrence, he's the transfer, I think, who's pretty good offensively for them. I'm not great with names on opposing teams. No, neither am I. I and you know, honestly, I don't. I haven't followed Rutgers too much, other than watching the box scores. But yeah. Mulcahy, of course, and Amarui are the ones that stand and out. McConnell, McConnell, McConnell yeah, too. It feels like they've been there forever, mm-hmm. especially right. McConnell. All right, so Illinois ball with 11:20 to go. No harm, no foul. After the ball that should have been Illinois' ball about 30 seconds ago. This is Jaden Epps looking for somebody. He finds Ty on the right side of the perimeter. Ty takes oh, it in geez. the lane. He loses it, but it's going to be a kickball. And Illinois will get, I think, a fresh 10, <laughs> fresh 15, and fresh 20 on the shot clock with 11-11 to go. Uh, so Ryan says in the chat feed that Scarato 
reviewed it, shrugged, and said, my bad. Hmm. Well, interesting. Well, hopefully there'll be that makeup call later on. Yeah, yeah. I almost wonder, and I think it was out on Rutgers, the last possession, but it was a little closer, and they immediately called it for Illinois. Nice take from Terrence. So that's going to be a three-point lead for Illinois. The lane opened up for him. And this is a, man, big, big moment here, I feel like, Brian. Take from Rutgers, and that's going to be a trip. And they're going to call it a shooting foul. Oh, man. I mean, that's just... Defensively, what I mean, Terrence Shannon, what does he bring you defensively? Nothing defensively. Oh, my gosh. Brian, I don't get that because we know... And I think they're, I mean... Just a bonehead play. It is. And I think it's probably going to be a shooting foul. No, lucky for us, it's not. You know he was going to go up with it. We might have caught a break there. But yeah, defensively, just, yeah, right there. Soft off the, the pick, but fortunately gets back to McConnell. Soft off the pick there. They have to switch. And he does get the block. And Illinois gets the ball. So some really good stuff from Ty and Coleman defensively to help you recover there. You know, I'm surprised we didn't see Dane back in the lineup after that last time out. I don't get it. Uh, I mean, we're playing... Small because they're playing small. And he, he has zero fouls. You would think this would be the time oh, for him man. to come in and shine with Omarie on the oh, bench. Oh, no. Ty had the right idea, kicking it out. Ty, oh, oh, unbelievable. With some unbelievable. Good, hey, Terrence got back there and really disrupted <laughs> that. So Rutgers misses a layup. It's 10-15 to go and an opportunity to stretch this lead even more. I love the three there from Coleman. I think he, I, he needs to take that 100% of the time. Nice feed into Terrence. Terrence has to finish, though. He gets fouled, and he'll go the line to shoot two. Well, there you go. Well, right now we're seeing Rutgers and their inability to score. And defensively, you're getting this replay right here. That was all Coleman and Ty. And, you know, Terrence got in there a little bit, too. But Ty Rogers, he just impacts the game in so many different ways that he just doesn't get the credit he deserves yet, I don't think. I mean, the Illini faithful, of course, so, you know, we can see it. But nationally, in two years, he's going to be a household name in yeah. this conference. No, he is the sort of pesky guy on, you know, there was a reason Michigan State went after him. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be Michigan State or Illinois. And when we got him, I thought, that's, that's big because that's the four-year guy that if you were on Michigan State would absolutely drive you nuts. That's and you'd right. say, God, I wish we had someone like him. So Terrence has nine points today, and he had, through the first 12 minutes of game time, one shot attempt. He's now three for five, and he is now three for four, I believe, or maybe four for five from the line. Only missed one so far, and he's going up for a second with 10.05 to go. All right, here's Dane. All right, Dane is in there. Is Omar Rui in there yeah, as well? Okay. Like so 11-0 scoring run, an absolutely massive stretch here for Illinois in the last four minutes. Because I don't want to say this game is the season, Brian, but I do think this is the game that either says you're a solid six seed in the tournament or you might slip down to an eight or nine. Because you lose a game like this, you're going to get Penn State, a wounded Penn State team, on the road Tuesday when they're desperate for a win. There's and no doubt And you go to Indiana. It. you got to split next week. You have yeah. to. And you know what? Watching Maryland today kind of really take care of business against Penn State. I mean, I think they've won five out of six or four out of five. I yeah. Mean, I mean, they're right there with you in the standings, too. And a big miss from Mulcahy. So Illinois with 9.45 to go. This is sincere. Brings it across pretty quick. So 20 seconds to work with on the shot clock. Ty on the right side of the perimeter. Matthew trying to cut over. We just need one three from Matthew. We really just need one. Ty's taking it left. Not much there. But if he goes, if he goes right again, ah, Uh-oh. he gets a little too deep under the hoop. Yeah. Not going to call that hero ball. I like the aggressiveness, but just kind of a lack of awareness of where you're at. 52-47, 20 seconds to go on the shot clock for Rutgers with 9.15 on the game. This is going to be that transfer kid with Meyer on him, keeps him in front of him. This is McConnell. Sincere gets out. I thought Sincere might have been able to get the shoulder bump there for an offensive foul call. This is going to be McConnell from the corner. No good. Another good defensive possession for Illinois, Brian. Tighten it up. That's right. Ty Rogers with an aggressive rebound. Yeah, you know, it'd be nice if we could just have one game where all of our top guys just have it all clicking at once, you know? I, Preferably the second round of the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that's you right. make it there, because that, that is, that's it for this season. To me, everything until then is just kind of biding time. A nice entry to Dane, but he can't quite corral it. Unbelievable. But a foul on Omar Rui. That's number four. That's, that's a huge break. That's number four. If that's on him, that's number four. I need to see the replay, and from my perspective watching that live, it looked kind of soft. It is four on him. I, I've seen worse entries. It was a little bit That's low. Huge. That's huge. It's absolutely huge. With 841 to go, and you got to get Dane, I think, you just get him a couple easy baskets. You go up eight or nine on Rutgers with their offense, or I should say their lack of firepower, you, you feel pretty good 
Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah, you got to keep Damon. There you go, right there. All right, so Dane, he's deep, but he loses it. And that's, yeah, you see, there's been one off his foot. There's been one off Matthew Meyer's foot. Bringing the double team on Dane, too. Gosh darn it. 8.36 to go, Illinois. Still on an 11-0 run, but they've been scoreless themselves for about 90 seconds. All right, let's see here. 8.25 to go in the game. You know, after that ugly, ugly showing of fouls against Iowa, we've really done a pretty good job this game. Only Big time. Six fouls in the whole game here. And another great defensive possession. We give up a you know 15-footer from the elbow there. Fade away, no less. I'll, I'll give that up the rest of the game. With 8.08 to go, entry to Dane. He's got a mismatch. Up and good. That's a seven-point lead, Brian, which feels huge with eight minutes yeah, to go. Yeah, th- this is feeling feeling pretty good here. Right? You get a couple more stops defensively, and it's going to feel like this game's in hand. Is Omar Rui back in there? That's not him. No, it? Uh-uh. no okay, it was somebody else. But look, Dane, Dane, look, look, at, look at that. Unbelievable. His hands are incredible. They really are. That's why I was surprised when he dribbled it off his foot earlier. This is going to be Coleman on the perimeter. Sincere with 20. This is, a, this is a possession where I feel like you can seal it right here, Brian. I really do. There's still a lot of game left, but I agree. I, I really do. I, if you can kind of keep things going, Here's keep Dane. the momentum oh, going. Oh, God, you got to get Dane. He's right there. I want to see Goody come back in. Matthew's got the baseline. There you Up go. Up and good. There you go. And one. And one. With 7.25 to go, that becomes, I think, a 15, yep, 15 nothing scoring run for Illinois in the last 6.51. I would love Brian to look back on this stretch. And say, okay, that's when the switch turned on. And I know we've done, we've fallen that trap before, but I will say this. Frustrating as last week was, and boy, did I wear my frustrations on my sleeve. Here's the difference. You lost by two. Or three? Yeah, I don't remember what the final score was. Regardless, that was your first loss since North, well, no, sorry, Indiana, which was the blowout. So Mm -hmm. it's been a while since you've had one of those complete clunkers. That's right. And this is the first time since the Indiana game where you played a quality team at home. No offense to Nebraska, and no offense to what would have been a win against Minnesota on Tuesday. But I, I think the way that you're closing this game out gives me a lot of hope heading down the stretch where they still, they could lose at Indiana next week, and I fully expect them to. They could lose at Purdue, which I fully expect them to, and, and still end up finishing 12-8 and eight in the Big Ten, which is good enough. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, really for me, it's just finishing in that top four get those buys in the Big Ten tournament. I, that's really where I want to end up. Um, I mean, you're not going to catch Purdue. But this is a great win against a really good Rutgers team. I'm pretty sure quad one victory, quad one win here. I mean, you got a good... Yeah, they'll stick. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, you got a good win on your resume. Um, it's a home game, and you should win your home games. But, you know, let's see how this shakes out. But I feel pretty good about where we're at. Right now, DeCourcy, Mike DeCourcy has them projected as a sixth seed. I'm not sure about bracketology with Lunardi. Ken Palm has Illinois right around 25. The Net has Illinois right around 25. So, yeah, the six seed seems like a very attainable spot and a good spot because you avoid a one or two seed in the second round. Hell, you've already beaten a probable one seed in UCLA, mm-hmm. a possible one seed in Texas. Sure. So you know that if, like you mentioned, everything goes right, you can spring that mild upset because that's what it would be if you're a six seed. If you fall to the seven or eight, I get a little more concerned. Well, we've got to see everything go right. You know, we, we just have not seen a full display of what this team really can do. I mean, everybody's kind of hitting on all strings, right? I mean, you just haven't seen that yet. Not yet. I, I, I just want to focus on that word yet because to me, when it comes down to what makes the season memorable and what I talked about Tuesday, it's like I, I can talk till I'm blue in the face about why is this team not consistent. And I don't think we're ever going to know that answer. But if you look to last year's Michigan team, for example, wildly inconsistent, and they make the freaking Sweet 16, beating Tennessee and beating them handily in that second round. So it's it's the cliches of it's all about matchups. Houston, terrible matchup. Speak, avoid, <laughs> avoid something like that, and I think give a chance. Speaking of Michigan, I mean, they've really turned things around. I had pretty mm-hmm. much written them written them off, but wow, they've, they've turned things around. A huge matchup against Indiana here later on tonight. I, I mean, I don't even know who the heck I'm rooting for in that game. I mean, I, I think Indiana. I think I, I, hate, I think I hate them both equally. I really do. I, I, I want Juwan, and by the way, Darren Williams being shown on the board here. They, they showed the oven to the public yesterday, and I think Darren was a big donor for that. And a lot looks, of guys back today. Manny Jackson... Yeah. Looks pretty sick mm-hmm. from these uh, videos. My sister was able to tour it too and said it, it's very impressive. But yeah, I, I think that with Michigan, Indiana tonight, which is going to be a lot of fun, and I think a, a game right down to the wire, 
I just think Indiana gets it done. I'm, for some reason, I'm buying stock in them. Yeah, I, I, Trace Jackson Davis is playing out of his mind. Yeah, right and now. I think he's just playing better than Hunter Dickinson. It's going to be a great matchup, but I, I, I think Hunter is just kind of treading water, and, and Trace Jackson Davis, meanwhile, is taking that step. So as far as who I'm rooting for, God dang. I mean, I want Juwan to stay there forever. So I want him to have just enough success where they don't fire him because he doesn't scare me long term. Mike Woodson doesn't scare me particularly either, but he's starting to recruit pretty well. I, I think if it comes down to seeding in the Big Ten tournament, Indiana's probably going to beat you again next Saturday. They're probably going to be top four. I want to kind of clear the way with other teams and have Michigan lose tonight. That's fair. That's fair. You know, I, I, I hate to to watch that game and have a rooting interest in either team. Oh, I know. It's it's going to be a tough one. But, but an interesting game nonetheless. 57-47, to 47, a made free throw for Matthew Meyer. In the last 739 of the game, we have 0 for 10 field goals from Rutgers. And there haven't been really any layups except for a couple blocks Illinois has gotten at the rim. And three turnovers. And Caleb McConnell falls over, and it's going to be out of bounds. No foul call, and it shouldn't be. He just kind of fell over himself. With 7-10 to go, Illinois with a chance to run away with this thing. And Rutgers has just... For every great run, there's a team that just kind of collapses, and that's what's happening to them right now, Brian. It's kind of fun to see. Is that Omaruri out there with four fouls? I think, yep, he is. They, they have I mean, what, what chance do they have without him? They don't. But again, with a team like Rutgers that offensively is is challenged sometimes, 10 points is a, is a pretty big lead in Illinois. Just one more basket every possession. They can just kind of ice this thing. Coleman, pump fakes the three, and he finds Matthew. Skip pass is up, and it's good. Wow. That's beautiful. That was beautiful. Here we go, Matthew. 19 things to up. nothing. Let's pour it on. Here's Mulcahy. With 6.30 to go in the game, he's going right. He's going to kind of angle Ooh, in there. No good. And a rebound, a monster rebound from Ty Rogers, who makes rebounding look sexy somehow. And Sincere is looking for Coleman. Oh, just a little Got too a little soon. too tall. I don't know if Underwood's going to be too happy with that, but back on defense we go. And a little hip check foul on Coleman, but that's okay, as it stops the ball. How many fouls did Coleman have? One? Two? I don't know. I don't think he's in yeah, foul that, that, that was his first. Okay. So a monster three. And that skip pass from our vantage point on the camera, it looked like Rutgers, his, that guy skied in the air, but I bet that ball was still four feet above his hands. Yeah. That was a really pretty pass. Yeah, that was a beautiful pass. Coleman just got a little bit ahead of himself there. Three for six from three this half for Illinois. So still not a great... Three-point shooting team overall, but efficient this half. And that's all they got to be going forward. Oof. Badly missed three from Rutgers. That did not hit the rim, so the shot clock is still at 10 here. Omarui kicks it back up to the perimeter. He sets a pick. This is going to be a long two for Rutgers. That's no good. And Dane gets the board. Illinois continues to keep Rutgers ice cold. The, the Rutgers, I, I know they're kind of doing that themselves. That's their... I mean, to say Achilles' heel would say like it's a small thing that their offense is a very good. It's a big thing. Oh, and, and we got lazy oh, there. No. Got lazy there, McConnell. Take the charge, Sincere. Can he stop a three-on-one? No. <laughs> Unbelievable. McConnell misses it. I'm going to give Sincere all the credit for that and not at all blame McConnell for missing a bunny. It's when just, he had two guys wide open. It's just one of those halves for Rutgers right now. I mean, th- this looks kind of familiar, though. I feel like this has been, this has been us before, but... Um, Two two silly turnovers there. This one from Coleman trying to find Ty. But yeah, let's let's get Goody back in the game. I, I want to see at this point. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Now here we go. We got Jaden Epps, T- Terrence Shannon coming in, and Ty Rogers taking a seat, getting a nice ovation. Him and Sincere, who really I gotta say, I don't know what the stat sheet will say for either of them, but they did exactly what you want them to do. They have roles now, and they play them so well. That's right. Gosh, this RJ thing. Yeah, so he has not played at all today, and uh, I, I can't really speak much more to it. I just don't know how much we'll see him going forward. It just seems like something is amiss. And we get a foul. This will be the fourth team foul in Illinois. I don't know if it's going to be on the floor before Mulcahy shot that. That was Terrence on the foul. Well, uh, with 5.08 to go, this will be taken from under the basket here for Rutgers, so no free throws, a chance to continue this crazy 19 to nothing run. Illinois has gotten sloppy recently on offense. Jaden Epps, very quiet game for him. Omarui misses it. But Karams, Rutgers, open two. The shot is up. It is oh, good. Oh, there they go. And now it's back to an 11-point game. They can set up the press a little bit. I haven't seen. No, they're pressing for sure. So Terrence Shannon Jr. trying to get across the way and a kickball on Caleb McConnell. Looked like a pretty lazy pass. It was an extremely lazy pass. 
He is, I mean, I don't know, Brian. It's weird that we had this crazy stretch, which I attribute to the defense. Terrence had a couple disruptive plays at the rim on defense. He had a really good take early in and, that run. And he's out of the game. I I don't think Underwood's too pleased with him. And this is a few weeks now where you'd have to go back, I think, to the the Indiana game at home when he had a really good offensive game, but defensively wasn't good against them. Really, the consistency has been got. What game was that when he got the the eye injury? The Maryland game, Maryland. right? So it's really been since that game. That Whoa. The cons- oh, oh, goodness. And we're going to... They're going to call technical on Coleman because he was trying to tap it back in on the missed dunk. That's pretty lame technical saying he was hanging on the rim. Now, the, the the rule, I think, is that you can only hang on the rim if someone is under you and you feel like it's a danger. And technically, that was not the case there. Jaden Epps misses it. It caroms out. Coleman is hanging on the rim. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's just a lame, lame call regardless. So not 100% out of the woods yet, Brian. You know, we had a chance to go up 13, 14, 15. Oh, my gosh. Hey, a missed free throw. Will there be a second to potentially make this a perfect day for the orange-clad faithful? No, it's just a one-shot technical. So there will not be chicken McNuggets, at least not yet. Yeah, by the letter of the law, Lonnie Brick Girl, she says technical? I mean, yeah, it's. I think it's pretty silly. But I do think the rule is if you hang on it, it has to be because someone is under you. And if you let go, it would be dangerous. Sure. Anything other than that, they call it technical, though I think it's pretty lame. With 4.20 to go, an entry pass here to Omarui. This is Dane on him. He gets the Great block. Great defense. Good Lord. Great defense. And a nice gather by Omarui to make it a nine-point game. He's always got to get a bucket here. And five fouls on Rutgers. So pretty soon they will start fouling to get to bonus and extend this game. Matthew Meyer with the ball. 20 seconds to go on the shot clock. And this is going to be Mulcahy on him. 15 on the shot clock and four to go in the game. One bucket. Feels like it would put this thing back on ice after some really sloppy minutes on offense from Illinois. This is Dane with Omarui on him. He's going to take it himself. Four on the shot clock. Oh, my God, Dane. Oh, really good help defensively to block it. Illinois will get one second on the shot clock after this timeout with 3.46 to go. Not quite out of the woods, Brian. Overall, still happy with the way this half has gone, of course. But, yeah. But some typical... I mean, I know people were kind of upset with the way that the Ohio State game ended. You end up winning by nine when you should have won by like 15. Uh, there was another game a little bit earlier, maybe it was, I think it was Wisconsin game where you could have won by a wider margin, but you got a little bit sloppy at the end. It, any lingering concerns? Well, I mean, it's just obvious that sometimes we can't get out of our own way. Yeah. I mean, um, we have beaten ourselves several times this year. I mean, this is one, ex- you know, just one example, but um, I, you know, I still feel good about the game. I, we just make such so many bonehead plays. I don't know if that's just team cohesiveness because you got so many new guys playing together, mm-hmm. young guys. I, I don't know what it but is. But at this but, point in the season, my God. I mean, I'm yeah, waiting for any sort of cohesion, right? That's right. I mean, I, I don't know when the first game of the season was. I want to say probably if it's February 11th, we're looking November 10th, 11th, something like that. So it has been three full months, and we're still trying to find that consistency. But what I do like, Oddly enough, is any lineup out there with Ty and Sincere, which at first glance you look out there and say, oh man, I don't know if I like this because where are you going to get the points from? But they were on the court, I think, for the majority of that 19 nothing run. I'm not going to give them all the credit for it, but the reason that that run was keyed on was the defense. Because if you ask me during that run, what was the offensive explosion? Well, that run took eight minutes. So it's not like it was necessarily an offensive explosion. It had much more to do with the half-court defense that was relentless. And those are the two guys that I just, one, I like them. And two, I'm going to find any way to give them credit. Well, there's one right there that I think the more they're on the court, the better. Because then you're starting to develop an identity. That's true. And they're going to be your identity moving forward. I mean, at least you hope that's the case. You hope these guys are still together, you know, one, two years down the road. And I think that these freshmen will all be back, right? But, I mean, you, you, don't, always, you don't know going into next season what you're going to have. You don't know what your identity is going to be. Are you going to be bringing in another, you know, a superstar transfer like a Terrence Shannon type or, a, um, you know, another Matthew Meyer type, you know, coming into next year? You, you just don't know what you're going to have until, really, until, uh, you know, we're probably a couple months away from tip-off next season, right? Yeah, I, I do the podcast consistently through April, and I think this April in particular is going to be fascinating because you are not a full-on rebuild. I mean, you, you got a core coming back that you feel good about, and I don't anticipate Ty or Sincere or um, Jaden to go anywhere, and certainly not Danger either, what he's transformed into. So those are four guys you feel 
pretty rock solid will be your core next year. And Luke Goody, I think ultimately he's a really good rotation guy. I don't know about his ceiling. Um, I mean, he's there's there goes a sophomore year. He's he's the red shirt's gone. Mm hmm. And I'm okay with that because the nature of college basketball, it's it's like just go out and get a new look, look goody when he's gone. I mean, you can kind of do that now. <laughs> sure. So April's going to be fascinating because however far this team does or does not get in the tournament, my focus already is kind of on next year. I mean, we got a season to play out. We do. Uh, but I'm it? more I'm more excited for next year because my favorite parts of this year are the guys that will be back next year. That's right, and I feel the same way. I don't know what it is about this team, but I, I, I keep just looking forward. But but you're right, we've got five, six weeks to go, seven, eight weeks. I, you know, I don't know how long uh, you know, this, this season will shape out and play out. But um. And a shot clock violation. <laughs> like uh, This is just silly because I love Dane, I really do. He's, he's just a big guy, he's a center. Uh, he somehow forgot that you had... A second. He tried to do a move. I mean, he's he's a freshman. I mean, basically. Basically, he is, and that's lucky for us. And also lucky for us, he's like 6'9", and probably not going to be going pro early. And he will just be a really tough college center. Now, this is Epps on McConnell, which is a weird matchup. Mulcahy looks for a guy. Corner three is up for Rutgers. That's no good. Badly All missed. Right. Illinois a chance on a break here. Here's Terrence. Will he pull it out? No, he takes it in. And fortunately, Dane Dange is there to clean it up. Wow. That was a great take by Terrence, but... Got too deep. Got too deep. And thank God the danger... I mean, that's not an easy cleanup job by danger there. He had to do that in like a split second to gather it and then take it right up, and he's got such soft hands that you, you can't teach that. This is Omarui. That's no good. No foul either. And 62-51 to 51 with 250 to go. And just one Rutgers, if they would hit a three in their last possession, could have got it within six. But instead, you're back up 11 and a chance to extend the lead with 240. This is going to be Terrence Shannon, who is looking, I think, to take this. He's going left. He looks over for Coleman, who kicks it back out to Matthew Meyer, who's going to do his little step back three action. He gets fouled on the shot. Beautifully done. He might have got his leg out there a little bit. Good I don't, NBA move. I don't know if I've seen a guy get fouled from the three-point line more in an Illini uniform than Matthew Meyer. I mean, That's on purpose. Uh, he he sure. knows how to draw that. He is so aware when he's back there. They're re-showing that take that uh, Terrence had, that he got too deep, and then Dane was right there. I, I Again, I'm just infinitely impressed by Dane because what can be so frustrating about these young centers, their hands. If you remember Kofi early on, sure. I mean, the first couple months, he'd get his... 13, 14 points. He'd get his eight rebounds. Mm -hmm. But there would be a few frustrating possessions each game where you're like, oh my God, quit dribbling it. Because right. he'd, he'd do the power dribble, lose it. And he never quite became elite with hands, though we got pretty good at it. But Dane's got it. And that's just something you, you can't, as the cliche says, teach. Mm -hmm. That's innate. And that's pretty cool. Well, you know, and his his arms are just he's just so long, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm really I'm really impressed with Dane. I agree. We've got hopefully another three years with him, um, but we'll see. Matthew makes his second as well, so that's two in a row back to a 13 point. Well, I say back to it's the first 13 point lead for Illinois, and they have a chance to not just cover, which was a five point spread, but cover and some. He misses the third out of three. He's probably what a 70 percent free throw shooter, which is mildly surprising for how good of a shooter he is. All right, this is Mulcahy. And he's taking it. He's at the free throw line. He looks for Omarui and a foul on Coleman, but at least send him to the line. I don't know how good Omarui is at the free throw line, but okay. So 64 to 51 with 217 to go. And, it, you know, feeling good, obviously, Brian, about this. And a huge week next week where, what do you think with road games against Penn State and Indiana? Well, I, I mean, you, you just, you just got to be Penn State. You have to. You have to. Uh, I think that Indiana game is going to be really tough. Um, I mean, anything's possible, but it's going to really be tough to go into Bloomington and, and beat them on their home court, right? I mean, and then after that, two days later, you play Minnesota at home for that makeup game, which at that point they suck so bad. Could we just call it a forfeit? <laughs> it gets, I mean, even even before that game got called off, I remember after the Iowa game thinking, "Oh God, the Minnesota." I even called before the Minnesota game. I'm not going to do a second half pod. I'd rather just do a. Uh, one the day after and when it got canceled it was the most ho-hum oh well i can watch something far more entertaining tonight much less to do with illinois and more the fact that minnesota just sucks but that's a big stretch coming up for illinois and i think you're right you got to be penn state and i actually think that we can and we should 
despite their four-game losing streak. Uh, Penn State's going to be hungry, but at the same time, this is a different Illinois team than they played back in December. We were we were broken then, and I don't think we're broken now. We aren't great. We aren't fully fixed, but we're at least showing signs of life. It's just a it's just a weird feeling every time you play Penn State. I mean, they've always played you played you tough. It seems like they've had your number. The foul on Matthew Meyer there. Yeah, a little push in the back, a missed three from Coleman, and 64 to 53 as we're just trying to get these last minute 50 seconds out of here. Now, this is a big win in terms of standings for the Big Ten. Rutgers at 8-5, and five, you're at 7-5. and five. This would place you above them, and the only time, fortunately, you do not have to play at the rack this year. What a break. Unbelievable. Because that's a loss. Unbelievable that Northwestern is still hanging around. They're not bad. This is a three for Rutgers, no good. Okay, good. And a nice board again from Ty Rogers, who rebounds with such authority. I love it. But yeah, we get a break, not having to go to the rack. You do get Northwestern at home, so you have something to say about them in the seating for the Big Ten tournament. And then Indiana, like I said, to me, they are the clear second-best team in the conference. And that's why I'd kind of rather them just get the win tonight at Michigan and just take that two spot. I don't think Illinois is going to win enough to get that two spot. Well, it's just crazy. You start off the day, you're 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 tied for sixth in the league, and you you win today, and you're you're, you're pushed up to second. Yep, just uh, like I mean, that. It's just it's just nuts. Now, the the winner of that Indiana Michigan game will, will separate themselves in second place at the end of the day. But still. is Michigan is Michigan way be in second place if they won? Th- that's correct. Jesus. Yeah, we're 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 all of kind course. of sandwiched in there, eight and five. Right? They're seven and five at the moment. Is mm-hmm. that right? That's correct. No, I no, I believe they're eight and five. Oh my god! At the moment, dear lord. Okay, so a three from Terrence Shannon Jr., but then on the other end, an and one Somebody opportunity. Correct me if I'm wrong Rutgers. there. Let's see if I can pull it up quick. I mean, enough, that might be right because I, when they beat Ohio State was I think Tuesday night. I, I think they played one more game than us so far. I think you've got Indiana, Northwestern, and Michigan right now tied for second. Uh, Illinois will be right up there with them at the end of this game, um, and then uh, the winner of Michigan Indiana will separate themselves in second tonight. I'm pretty pretty sure. Okay, timeout here on the court for Rutgers with 58.9 to go. It's an 11 point Illinois lead. Real quick, uh, because we'll get out of here when this game is over in the next 58 seconds of game time. But got to remind you, the 200 levels brought to you by DPDO online at dpdo.com for all the best deals and prices. DPDO.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign Urbana. So get a piping hot celebratory calzone at the conclusion of this Illinois Rutgers game. That's dpdo.com. Also, State Farm agent Brian Hansen in the house today. Can't make it next week, correct? So I'll be going solo for the Indiana. That's, That's an right. Early, 11 a.m. Yeah, we'll be tip? able to make that one. I know that one's going to be tough. I, we've got soccer commitments next weekend, so actually I'm going to be missing a lot of that game. But it, it might be more fun than the game, and I, <laughs> I'm just saying that because we know how tough it is to win there. But. Uh, no, appreciate having you around, and we got some other games coming up too. But uh, that's brianismyguy.com for State Farm agent Brian Hansen. Also, we have Dogtown Heating Gear and Plumbing. Give them a call at 217 841 4728 to schedule a free in home consult. When you buy a Lennox Home Comfort System, you get a free water heater or $500 Visa gift card. That's Dogtown Heating Gear and Plumbing, 217 841 4728. So, with a minute to go, yeah, and all those teams, the log jam at 8 and 5. And that Michigan game, I think on March 6th or maybe March 2nd at Illinois is going to be a monster. It is. And, and I always love it when Juwan Howard brings the team to town. I mean, you know, I'm still kinda, winless against Brad Underwood. That's right. And, and Hunter Dickinson also still winless against Illinois. And you I, wouldn't know it. That, that's right. The way he, he talks. And I like <laughs> him playing heel, but it's also insufferable when I don't think he's great. I don't. And he's he, he's not going to be in the NBA. We know that. This is going to be a foul on Rutgers. Yes. So we'll go. He's to the a pretty here. good player. And, and he is, yeah. it, it'll be interesting to see how Illinois plays them after Terrence or uh, Trace Jackson Davis completely destroyed you. Uh, if they're going to go to that double team or how that's going to play out. But um, it's going to be fun. I'm sure the environment's going to be fun. That'd be a great game to be at. That's that's no doubt. To me, that will be similar to the Iowa game before COVID where you weren't going to win the Big Ten. And yet. Fans seem to know, like, well, this is it. This is the last home game. It's a rival, so what the hell? Mm-hmm. On, a, on a Thursday night is what I believe it is. Why not bring it? They're going to review this here and look to see if there were any elbows or anything like that. And I think that we called the time out. I'm not really sure, but this is Epps. Yeah, that's an, an inadvertent elbow. So what do you, I mean, that's a that's just a regular foul, I think. They didn't call. Oddly enough, though, the ref is right there and does not call anything. Interesting. Yeah, it's not malicious. So I, I don't. Can they reverse course and call a common foul if they didn't call one on the court? 
Well, with under two minutes, I don't really know how that works. Now they're going to bring the third official in to check this out, Brian. We, we got it. We got to cover all bases here and make sure. You know, while well, we have this time, I mean, the, the topic I really, I'm really interested in people's thoughts are the the redshirt issue. You know, you know, you you talked a little bit about it with Luke Goody. You know, you're you're okay with him giving up and sacrificing his sophomore season. I mean, down the stretch, you know, you're probably going to need a guy like Luke, Luke Goody. But what about Zachary Perrin or Perrin? Yeah, I you mean, know, what was the purpose of putting him in if you're not going to play him? The remainder of the season. It I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, because his redshirt's um, burned, right? That's, that's gone. Right. It's gone. It's not the same within football where you can play four games and then still redshirt. It'll be frustrating if he turns into a Maverick Morgan. That was a situation where he didn't have to play his freshman year. And he got pretty good his senior year. Right, he was. And his fifth mm-hmm. year, he would have been pretty good. Sure. But no. it was already gone by that point. So... I don't get it either. I, that last Saturday, and I was probably just finding things to be pissed off at it, but don't tell me Luke Goody's available and then continue to trot RJ out there for 15 meaningless minutes. It just that I don't know if it's gamesmanship or what. And by the way, no foul called on that Illinois ball, despite Jaden elbowing a Rutgers guy in the face. And this is going to be a foul, and we catch a bit of a break there because we were trapped in the corner, and uh, Terrence will go to the line. But yeah, I don't know, Brian. I mean, I, I don't get it. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It seems very kind of haphazardly thought out. That's right. Like, ah, what the hell? But it's like, well, no, 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 no. Like, what benefit is Perrine going to give you this year? None. Well, if he's not, then then don't play him. I mean, if he doesn't fit into this rotation, just keep him on the bench, keep developing him. But why put him in for 30 seconds a of garbage time if, if he's going to make no impact this year. I, I mean, maybe he came in with the mindset and he told the coaches that, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here for three years and that's it. But um, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. No, hopefully we don't see Moretti this year. Just whatever you do. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no point. And I'm, I'm actually kind of intrigued. I love international players in general. And I, I can imagine him somehow just being a backup point guard next year and sincere, doesn't have to worry about ball handling at all. That would be nice. Uh, two makes there for Terrence, who's been to the free throw quite free throw line quite a bit today, kind of back to his old self in that regard. This is going to be a take here from Paul Mulcahy, no good, and it's going to be kicked out the other way. Are we going to review this, Brian? Should we go to the review booth to see whose ball it is? No, I frankly don't care. Absolutely not. Yeah, just play on, and they will. 44.2 to go. Illinois' upcoming schedule at Penn State, at Indiana. They got to win at Penn State. Then home against Minnesota Northwestern and at a reeling Ohio State. Don't worry, we can talk about this, Brian, because they're going to review this. So, so you you look at that upcoming schedule. I mean, you, you should win four out of your next five. Yes, I mean, at home. Yes, you should absolutely beat Northwestern. If you win four out of your next five, assuming that you hold on to this, you're eight and five. Four out of your next five, then you're twelve and six. Mm-hmm. Going into Michigan at home, and then at Purdue, which we know how that's going to end. I mean, the way Purdue is playing right now. They're, they're smoking teams. Mm-hmm. They're legit. We are not going to win at Mackey. That's okay. And that, I'm fine with that. But it would be nice if you get to 13 wins in the Big Ten, you will be top four. Sure. You will be. Look at Jaden. Well, not oh, only man, not only that, but you know, you're talking about a six seed. I, it might put you up to a five seed. I mean, I... We'll see how it shakes out. But, you know, I, not that we're going to be ranked on Monday, but, um, you know, you beat Penn State. Uh, I, I don't know how it's all going to work out, but... Um, I, I think that Illinois finds their way back in the top 25 before the season's end. All right, so a, a timeout from Rutgers with 41.1 seconds to go. Just, you know, set the defense. You're down 11. They got a shot. <laughs> Whatever. I guess if we got a timeout, use it. I know if, if I were at the game, my sister actually said, hey, do you, you want to go to the game? And I was like, no. <laughs> a few reasons. One, if it didn't go well, there are a few places I hate being more than Stuck in a stadium when it's not going well. Right. When I'm at home, I can walk in that room. I can go in this room. I can make a snack, whatever, right? And, and then I was looking forward to podcasting too. But the other thing is the way these games could get drawn out. I'm looking at my watch and it's like, I should be a better fan and just enjoy the last 41 seconds. But I'm also like, come on, let's go. Snap, snap. Now we got a press here from Rutgers, Illinois. Hey, nice little inbounds play. Jaden Epps is going to get it across half court with no problem. And it looks like Rutgers is going to call off the dogs. Well, not yet. Maybe. No, they're going to set a little trap. No foul, though. And Illinois will be able to... Well, this is Terrence Shannon Jr., and Illinois will run this bad boy out. Let's see if we can get... Who gets the shot here as the shot clock winds down? This is Meyer. I think Matthew's going to hold on. Oh, the late okay. foul. Okay. Foul from Mulcahy. Why not? 69 to 58. 
and Meyer will go to the line. Hey, this feels good. This feels good. It does. It it makes a big difference, Brian, because had you lost this game and you're seven and six, I I don't know if I would have been angry so much as what is this? I'm falling into that trap where every win gives me that hope. (laughs) No, I mean I feel the exact same way. I can't. I, I can't help it. Well, that's, that's going to happen. It, it, you know, it's hard to see yourself as a middle-tier team in this league. And maybe you are a middle-tier team in this league. I, I, maybe maybe there's just a lot of those teams this year. I, I don't know if there's that, if everybody's, if there's a lot of good teams. I, I don't know. There's definitely not a lot of great teams in this league uh, this year. But, um, it, I mean, it's it's anybody's, it's, you know, with the exception of Purdue, who is the outlier. Um, and Indiana's really coming around. And maybe Indiana's playing as well is anybody i mean they yeah. just they just beat purdue and and, uh, and that was not in any way shape or form a fluky win they no, they went toe to toe and not. looked every bit the team and when when hood Shafino is playing like that when you got a a counter to Ter- trace jackson davis hood Shafino backcourt is he going to be here next year no no no, no, no that no. guy he's he's, he's first at, round pick he's out of here yeah and thank goodness for that mm-hmm. i think sensible probably as well yeah and i that's going to be just you know if you look at what Oh, God, another missed free throw. So will Rutgers make this like a six-point win? This is going to be a three-pointer. It's up. It is no good. It's a nine-point Illinois win, 69-60, to 60, a big, well, a massive home win when they needed it the most. They're 8-10 and 10 in their last, 8-2 and two in their last 10 Big Ten games after starting 0-3 in conference. But yeah, I do think, though, uh, oh, darn it, what were we speaking about there before that? Uh, just, uh, well, oh, really, Shafino, Sensabaugh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one last thing before we go, and this is kind of nothing to do with this game, but when I'm thinking about Illinois as a program where they're at, I looked at Ohio State with Chris Holtman and thought, that, that's pretty damn good, right? And and that him and Underwood had some similarities in my mind as far as guys that were just very quickly turning around those programs. And if you're an Ohio State fan, they don't want Holtman anymore. And he was the hot commodity. I mean, which, that, which that was a cr- name. Which is crazy. I, I know they had a lot of turnover. I think, I, and I could be mistaken about this, but I think they had the most turnover of any other team in the league coming into this year. Uh, I, I think he's a great coach, and if they and if they get rid of they get rid of him, somebody's going to pick him up. I mean, he's going to be off the market really fast. I don't know who they think they're going to get in there. I mean, I, I mean, I, I think Ohio State's a really good job, but um, but anyway, going back to the players that are that are going to be back next year or who, who are not, you know, we talk about uh, you know making a deep run in the tournament. If you're going to make it to the second round, you know, the teams that do that they have NBA players on their roster. Um, does Illinois? Ha- I know that we've I, talked I about these guys, Terrence Shannon, and and maybe Matthew Meyer, maybe Coleman Hawkins. He's got, he's got the measurables, but I don't know. Um, I think that's yet to be seen. I do too. That's that's the question mark. Is is who is the guy that in the second round matchup is going to go out there and get you some? Now we know Meyer can do it. Today it was Coleman Hawkins that did it. Terrence Shannon, despite not the best game, was kind of reverting to his old self, getting to the rim, making free throws defensively leaves you wanting but yeah I, I think that this team is god all things considered if you would have told me when they were 0-3 that they would be 8-5 and at some point I would have said oh well that's the typical Underwood thing and that frankly would have surprised me after the Northwestern game uh, and more than just a pleasant surprise mm-hmm. at that point I was wondering if the season was dead it is not they seem to have found something uh, the only bad loss since that Northwestern game was the Indiana shellacking at home which is still inexcusable I think mm-hmm. in some ways but you know what that's the one blip. I'm not going to count a two, three-point loss at Iowa as anything other than, eh, you could have won it, but it's at Iowa. I can right. live with that despite mm-hmm. it being Iowa. So they're trending well. Yeah. They, they just, we see these five, six-minute stretches where, oh, my God, what what is this? They're certainly capable of beating anybody. Uh, it, like, you know, I, I don't think you stand a chance against Purdue. I, I just don't no. know how. And you're certainly not going to stop Zach Eady. I mean, you maybe the rest of the guys, uh, you know, you can contain, but... Indiana's going to be a tough one. Purdue's going to be... I mean, those are two losses right there, I'm pretty pretty sure of. So that would get you to seven losses. But you could win out outside of that. I, uh, you could. I think ultimately I'll stick with 12-8. and eight. Okay. I think that there will be one more disappointing loss, maybe even at Ohio State. I, it might be... We might lose both next week. And I'll have to remind myself that the schedule coming up after that allows you to get right back to it. Mm-hmm. But today, they needed it. They got it. A quality win in a Big Ten where there's not a whole lot of quality wins left out there that can, if not boost your NCAA tournament resume, keep you on that six line. Mm-hmm. You could potentially play your way into a five when you got those two marquee wins back in November and December against UCLA and Texas. So, uh, 
yeah, a lot of season left. A game they had to win. They did it. A couple things here in the chat feed. We have, let's see, from Alani Brickroll, how we won this game gave me hope. I think that's fair. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Um, and it's hard for me at the moment, Alani Brickroll, to quantify exactly why. I think it's the fact that it was keyed on by half-court defense, that it was an extended 19 to nothing run, and that when we keep talking about identity, it really is the Ty Rogers, Sincere Harris that are just these igniters off the bench. And I think that we're going to continue to rely on them. We, we can't take minutes away from them. If anything, we got to give them more. Sure. Well, and you saw it today. I mean, they, I don't know, 20 minutes for, for Ty Rogers, 20 minutes for Sincere, somewhere in that range. Also from Big Tota, he says, 200-level good luck shirt. Uh, uh, had a friend at the game. Well, actually, it was Isaac. He said, I, found, I spotted a 200-level shirt in the 200 level. So I appreciate that. And, <laughs> and Kenton Elmore says, top to bottom, we have lots of talent. That's been said all year. We don't have any stand-up superstars, but stick together. We can compete with these tourney teams. And yeah, not only that, Kenton, we can win. Uh, it all comes down to matchups. I'll, I'll, I'll have a much more watchful eye, I feel like, on this selection Sunday than years past because... If anything, I've been reminded the last two seasons, losing to Loyola, losing to Houston, you can kind of tell when those names are released, you get that gut feeling. Loyola scared the crap out of me. Mm -hmm. Ken Palm said they were a top 10 team. I don't know if they were or not, but on that Sunday they were. Houston, they were a top 10 team. I want to get the St. Well, St. Mary's, I think, is actually pretty high up there. But I want to get, for whatever reason, the three seed that Ken Palm says, you know what, they're like 28th. But for whatever reason, the net loves them. I, I want that lucky break, and I think this team could take advantage of that. But at the same time, they could just as easily lose the first-round matchup like we almost did to Chattanooga last year. Sure. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to look that far ahead, but you're absolutely right about that. Let's just finish off this season well, see how it shakes out in the Big Ten tournament, and uh, and and go from there. Yep, and as Justin says here, gritty win, and I think gritty is a word I would use for it too. And to Lonnie Brickroll's point, all the more reason to be encouraged by today. So, Brian, appreciate you popping down here. Uh, we are 2-1 and one in the last three Saturdays, and damn near 3-0. So that's working out pretty well, and I appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys in the YouTube feed for tuning in, and for those listening at home, kind of like a post-game show, you can relive what was actually an, an amazing second half, all things considered, for an Illinois team that has won eight out of the last ten. All right, I will be back not Tuesday night for the Penn State game. I'm going to take a play-by-play -play day off, and I'll be back Wednesday to recap that game and preview a massive game in Indiana. By the way, if they win in Indiana to me, all of a sudden, now we start talking, okay, you get to the five, the four line, and the tourney seedings. I, I, that, to me, we need one more marquee thing before this regular season. Or, or, or make a deep run in the Big Ten tournament. One or the other. Mm -hmm. uh, both would be great. Yeah. Uh, but that would be, I think, the one realistic chance at a huge road win, not Purdue. So we'll see you next Saturday. But I'll be back next Wednesday. And uh, appreciate all of you for listening and tuning in to the YouTube feed. In the meantime, have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy the beautiful weather. And we will see you soon. It is the 200 level. Hey, Jack, Annabelle, Tommy. 